What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here. Oh, baby, you got basketball. It's coming up again the second half. Adam, how have you uh, how have you been coping, really? We, you know, we've talked a lot of baseball um, in the last couple of episodes here. How have you been coping with the uh, lack of basketball? Uh, it's catching up now. I mean, obviously, had the All-Star break this weekend, so it's always good to get a little break, you know, the daily grind. Uh, because, you know, even on days that I'm not doing betting, writing the content for picks wise, I'm usually making picks, maybe an occasional day or two. I'll just be like, all right, you know, take the day off. So I feel it now, though, because, um, you know, I'm used to watching basketball at night while I'm right. doing this or getting ready for the alarm after hours. So uh, I am happy that it's returning tomorrow, um, Thursday. And you know, getting ready for the second half where, you know, more than half of the season has been played. So a lot of teams have around 24 games left. So it's not like we're at the halfway point. So I do think we're going to see uh, some exciting finishes and definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, placing some bets and player props already got in on De'Aaron Fox over 23 and a half points for Thursday. And I see that line's already moving to 24 and a half. So he was a guy that I was writing a lot before the All-Star break. Um, and I will continue uh, to play him. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So tw- about twice a month, you um, you update your article. You write, you know, you, I mean, you write a new one, uh, the uh, NBA futures. Um, you do it like about twice a month there over at pickswise.com. Uh, you know, I had a chance to have you on the uh, on the fantasy alarm show there to to share with that audience. But, you know, we like to update it here as well. Uh, see if we can't, you know, put some money down on some of these uh, these futures here now that we are more than halfway through the season. So I want to just kind of go through it and get you guys can get this article at pickswise.com. I'll uh, I'll attach it with the uh, the tweet um, when I uh, when I tweet this episode out. So by the time you're hearing this, it's it's on the tweet. You can find the article right there. Let's start off at, with with MVP here for uh, for the NBA. Uh, Joel Embiid right now is at plus 130. Nikola Jokic at plus 290. Giannis at plus 400. Steph Curry at plus 850. Um, you know, the, the the movement here for the Sixers, obviously you get James Harden uh, now to, to work with Embiid over the final 24 games of the season. Uh, Jokic has been, uh, has been carrying his team. Uh, and you can't ever count out Giannis or Steph Curry here. What's, what's the movement been recently? Yeah, I mean, Curry was favored for a good portion, and over the last few weeks, that has shifted. He went into a shooting slump for about a month, um, and Joel Embiid has just been ridiculous, uh, averaging 29.6 points per game. I mean, there were times his player prop was 31.5, 32.5, and he kept going over it. Uh, so he's had a great season. You know, I do think sometimes there's always narratives when it comes to award. You know that in football and other sports, too, because you have people voting on these things. And I do think that people want to vote for Embiid. Uh, they feel like, you know, he's never won the MVP. Uh, he stayed healthy and he's got that good personality. He's well liked. Uh, he's good for quotes. And I, I do think there's probably a contingent that wants him to win. Uh, Jokic won it last year. Giannis has won it before. Curry has won it before. So. That's why you're seeing Embiid favored at this point. Um, and the Sixers are currently the number three seed in the Eastern Conference, two and a half games out of the top spot. So if they finish number one, you know, he, had, he and he stays healthy, uh, he 
he'll probably win it. Um, but I, I do think Jokic, if I had a vote, it would be him. I mean, he's just been amazing this year. He's near the top in, in many metrics. He's averaging 26 points, 13.8 rebounds, 7.9 assists, 1.3 steals, shooting 57% from the field, 37.2% for three-point range. You know, he has to do more for his team. It's not a knock and be, but Jokic runs the offense at times. They've been really shorthanded this year. Jamal Murray has missed the entire year with a torn ACL. There's talk he could be back sometime in March. Michael Porter basically has missed the entire year with a back injury. And, you know, I gave Denver as my long shot before the year at plus 2,500 because uh, I because of Jokic. And this team has had success in the postseason. So um, I just think Jokic, to me, has been the MVP this year. So I would pick him if I was voting. Giannis always still has a shot, especially if Milwaukee finishes strong. And they're currently the five seed, but just like Philly, they're only two and a half games behind the top spot. It's really bunched up. You have five teams, the top five teams in the Eastern Conference, separated by two and a half games. And you have Boston, the sixth seed, four and a half back. Boston has been on fire uh, over the last month, month and a half. Uh, they're the top uh, second in team defensive efficiency. Uh, so they've really stepped up. So it just makes the East wide open. but. Um, for me, it's Jokic. Curry, I think, is a wild card here because if he finishes strong, you're now you have good value on Curry at plus 850. Before we weren't getting it because he was favored. And even when he was playing well, his shooting was numbers were like one of the worst of his career. So to me, that was the whole narrative. Golden State started 18 and two. He broke the three point record. So that's why he was there. But they're 14 and 11 without Draymond Green. Um, so they'll probably still be the two seed. Um, but there's a chance, though, if Curry gets real hot and, you know, they're on national television all the time. And if he's hitting three pointers and scoring 30, there's a chance that Curry can win this award um, at plus 850. So, uh, he, you know, it's worth sprinkling maybe a little bit on it right now. But it's I think it's a four man race as good as John Moran has been. He's plus eleven hundred. This is his kind of step up the ladder. You know, usually you don't come out of nowhere to win it. This is his year where he's putting himself on the map. And he'll be a, a contender next year. Okay. Uh, didn't uh, didn't Steph Curry break some record at the All Star game too, or was that Seth? No, there was no record broken either. I mean, maybe for three pointers in a game he had sixteen, but he fell two points short of Anthony Davis's All Star game record in points. Gotcha. I think it was the uh, I think it was the three pointer. I think it was the sixteen uh, three pointers there. Um, so, yeah, that gets national attention there as well. Uh, just out of curiosity here, when you talk to Justin Fensterman on uh, Alarm After Hours, uh, is he a big proponent of Joel Embiid winning this award? Because, you know, you've got to figure. If if Jokic has won it and Giannis has won it and Curry has won it, you know, everybody gets a trophy, right? So is <laughs> yeah. he a huge Joel Embiid fan? Yeah, he definitely feels that he should get some money or hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone's got to win money when you're in a fantasy league. Everybody's got to win. Listen, even if you're just getting your entrance fee back, right? Right. Like, yeah. Makes you feel good. Break even. If you, Break. you feel like a winner, you feel like a winner. You feel you're like a winner because you you're getting money lose. deposited into your account. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to call alarm after hours tonight and just talk about that. I'm assuming you guys are going to talk about the uh, the NBA futures uh, over there as well. Um, let's talk NBA championship odds, uh, and, and some of the movement that we've seen recently. Now, Suns are still favored at plus 380. Uh, Chris Paul expected to, 
to miss the rest of the regular season here. He's out with uh, what six to eight weeks with a, a thumb fracture. So, you know, I mean, but this is championship winning odds. And, you know, in, in your article, you say if Chris Paul play, comes back for the playoffs, Suns can still win the title. So what, you know, did, did, did you see any movement here um, with the injury? It's actually moved positive for them because two days ago they were co-favorites with the Warriors and now they are the clear favorite. These are odds on DraftKings Sportsbook. So, um, yeah, you would you would think maybe it wouldn't be that way, but I guess they're looking at it like, well, you know, he should be back for the postseason and they're in a spot where they have a six and a half game lead with 24 games left that they should probably still hold on to the top seed. I mean, they would really have to implode and Golden State would have to be on fire. But like I said, without Draymond Green, they're 14 and 11. So they're not the same team without him. So I do expect the Suns to hold on and be that number one seed. And, you know, the Suns of the Warriors clearly look like the two best teams in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, there's some wild cards. Again, if Denver gets back, Porter and Jamal Murray – the Clippers, if somehow Kawhi Leonard and Paul George come back, that's not – I've heard Kawhi's ahead of rehab, but he's not guaranteed to return. But, yeah, the Warriors and Suns clearly look like the two best teams in the Western Conference. Okay. All right. Any uh, any dark horses out there for you? I mean, listen, Sixers at, at plus 700, now adding Harden. Um, uh, we, you know, Jim Bowden talked about the, uh, the Miami Heat uh, at plus 1,000, um, you know, and you just said – Celtics are playing really, really good ball, uh, even at the sixth seed, you know, a plus 2,500. Any of that, like, even remotely tickle your fancy? I think with Miami, I wouldn't want to put them to win it all because I think they would lose to the Western Conference. So if you are on Miami and I see the case for it, I would rather go plus 475 for them to win the Eastern Conference. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? How much to win the Eastern Conference? Plus 475. The, the heat plus yeah. 475. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. All right. Am I laying any bets here, Adam? All that value for the rookie of the year odds. Can we talk about that? <laughs> Minus 750 for Evan Mobley now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been talking about him since he was plus 250, right? It was the yeah, start that, of the season. That was the time to get it. Yeah, I was. Really liked him going into the air. I mean, he's exceeded expectations, you know, drafted him in my fantasy baseball seasonal league. Uh, you know, once they said that they were going to start him next to Jared Allen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the value is gone here. You don't want to bet it at minus 750 at this point unless you parlay it with something else. But, yeah, it's just time has passed. I mean, that was something you had to jump on, you know, when he was like right. He was. He was injured. He missed like four games. That was the time because he was bunched up with Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. They were all like plus 250, plus 275 at one point. That was the time to bet on him. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not getting any value here for him at, at minus, minus 750. Not at all. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> all right. Well, then I'm going to have to like that. I'm going to have to turn my attention to throwing down bets on Tyler Harrow to win that sixth man of the year award because, uh, man, I tell you. Uh, who knows who's going to win this one? Yeah, mine is 1,400. And then next <laughs> what is, is that? Kelly Oubre at plus 1,700 and Kevin Love at plus 3,000. So, yeah, I mean, again, only way that changes his injury and he misses the rest of the year. But, you know, he had a good rookie year, struggled last year. And, you know, he's helped Miami be that top seed tied with Chicago at the All-Star break, averaging 20 points, uh, which is a career high. And, 
Um, yeah, there's that. That's the problem. It's it's it, Hero's been good, but it's really a lack of quality options behind him. Kelly Oubre has been good, not great. He's been inconsistent. Um, Kevin Love's been good for Cleveland off the bench, but it's just there's really no quality competitors uh, for Hero. Yeah, nobody. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> just close down the betting for crying out loud. I mean, my I, I don't think I've ever seen something as so outlandish as a minus 1,400. Like, I mean, it's just like there's no sense in putting anything down there. It's, not, it's a no bet. It's a no bet. So let's move to the defensive player of the year odds right now. Uh, Rudy Gobert sitting at plus 120 with Draymond Green at plus 250. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, with the attention that that – you know, is coming with no Draymond right now um, and how valuable he is. Does that, does that give you thoughts that, that maybe he, uh, he comes back to be in the favorite? I think he shouldn't be plus 250. I think this is a, an error because he's missed a significant amount of time. Um, he's only played 34 games and he said he's three to four weeks away from returning. So I am surprised he's still second. He shouldn't be. I mean, if he he was favored a couple weeks ago, uh, Rudy Gobert was injured at the time as well. They were both hurt, which is why this this is kind of interesting here. This would be the one where you play a long shot. Now, Rudy Gobert has the reputation. He's won this award three out of the last four years, and it helped that Utah was not good without him. They weren't on a losing streak, and they really struggled without him. He leads the league in rebounding with 14.8 per game and second in blocks at 2.3. Usually the player who wins the defensive player of the year, they're usually the team's top five in defensive efficiency. Utah's ninth right now. They could certainly move up with him back. Um, and if, it's just trying to find who would surpass him because I'm definitely not laying any money on green. Giannis, obviously, if he finishes strong, maybe he's plus 425. Jaron Jackson Jr. has really moved this because Ja Moran has been talking him up. He's been good, 2.2 blocks per game and a steal per game, but I don't know if he can win it. Um, Mikael Bridges is interesting, a plus 2,000, because he's one of the best defensive players. Suns' numbers are are way better with him on the floor, and especially with Chris Paul out, if they do finish strong, maybe he gets more attention. So I think he's a decent long shot, a plus 2,000, um, if you're looking for a long shot here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, especially if Utah could, plays better down the stretch, and Gobert continues to put up numbers, he'll probably get it. But uh, there is a chance that we could see a dark horse, and it would be Bridges would be a plus 2,000. Bridges at plus 2,000. All right, listen, I like that. I like a dark horse, absolutely. Absolutely. It's where you're going to get some value, right? I mean, for crying out loud, even if you're just putting down five, ten, twenty dollars $20. Yeah, boom. and there's a lot of movement because if you followed it all year, you see how – you know, you it's easy. You look at it like, oh, look, well, look at the odds. He, he's going to win. No, the injuries happen. Players come out of nowhere. I mean, you know, DeMar DeRozan, John Morant weren't even in the MVP conversation. Now they're top seven. Um, uh, like I said, Embiid and Jokic were higher than 10 to one for a good portion of the year. Now they're the top two. So um, there's always movement. And just because right now you're like, oh, well. You know, it's Gobert. Well, not necessarily. Um, you know, there could be someone, even last year, like I remember it was Jeremy Grant most of the year for most approved player. And then all of a sudden, Julius Randle came out of nowhere and won the award. I'll take your word for it. 
I'll take your word for it. Nobody knows this stuff better than you. This is like, you know, if, uh, if a faucet breaks in my house, I call a plumber. I don't do it myself. If I need uh, help with NBA odds and, and futures, well, I'm coming to Adam Ronan, as you all know, right? Come on, I'm not just blowing smoke up Adam's ass or anything like that. I'm being truthful. I'm being honest, right? That's the, the best way to do better uh, at betting, right? You, you follow somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Um, all right. Uh, Going to take a quick time out. Got a, got a huge announcement uh, coming up here uh, in a little bit, but we obviously have to pay some bills and, uh, and keep the lights on here. So Adam and I will be back with my huge announcement right after this. All right, Adam, are you ready for the huge announcement now, Adam? Are you ready? Uh, yes, I am. I don't know what it is. I know you don't know what it is. You know why? Why? This is nothing. I just wanted people to listen to the commercial. We're just talking NBA futures <laughs> here today, guys. <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> yeah, you got me too. I was about to leave the podcast. And then I, I was it. like, oh, I got to stick around. Talking about. Come on. Who's, who's your buddy? Who's your pal? Bender is. Just remember that. That's going to do it for us here on the Annie Up podcast. He's Adam Ronas. I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.